Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. January 13th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big Next. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday. Maybe you got a big day planned. Maybe you don't have anything planned. Either or, we're happy that you're listening to a little Kentucky Roll Call. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am here. I'm a little tired. Uh, Stayed up later than i should have last night but we're here ready to roll hoosiers well, play tonight so i'm pumped what Ooh. was up last night uh i just stayed at the bar a little too late oh not not drinking nights. serving yeah oh well that's a that hopefully more money a little more money yeah yeah I, ma- I made some good money last night yeah i had a had a had one guest uh he paid for another guest tab and then tipped me on that and then went over to them and told me that he paid their tab and it wasn't able to tip me so I got double tipped on that tab, which was cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> That's great. Roush, yeah. how are you? Uh, I, I woke up with a little pep in my set this morning. Um, man, I, I just thought, too, when I said roll call, like, what if I was going wake and take or, like, doing something dumb <laughs> like that instead? Or just going, what, what would be dumb? What would be dumb about that? What's wrong with a morning wake and take? You wake and you get a take. What's the issue? Uh, there is none. Uh, Justin, how are we feeling about Indiana as four and a half point underdogs tonight? Uh, they'll cover that. Oh, it's, uh, it's on the it's on the road, isn't it? Yeah, it's at Iowa. That means Rob, the co- that means the coaches are going to wear jumpsuits, so we will not win. I don't know about the cover. Oh, Man, God. everybody's so concerned what their coaches wear. We we have, mm-hmm. we have lost our mind. Rush, where the hell are you? Um, what, what do you mean, where the hell am I? I'm, you sound I'm, different. You know, you sound different. I can't hear it. If I sound different, then let me uh, check my settings and make sure it's my phone. Uh, no, everything's uh Sounds like you're good. in a different room. Yeah, it's how you're talking further away. Uh, no, I'm doing everything I've done every single morning we've done the show from home. So <laughs> I can check my settings. Something. I like that you're getting that. mad at Justin and I for letting you know that you sound different. We don't care. You just uh, sound different. So I'm not, I'm not mad. No. And I should sound better now. What's well, couldn't really hear you, but uh, no need to get so worked up about it. I would say, I would just I, first and foremost, relax, relax. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like 
terrible. Yeah. It just sounded yeah. different. It, it sounded it like was, you were uh, like in was, Ohio or something. It was going off of. Uh, hey, there you go. You sound yeah, great. Now, now yeah, it, it was. It was going off of a different speaker because I didn't plug in the microphone all the way. Oh, I but, thought you uh, had. I thought everything was the exact same <laughs> and all set well, up perfectly the same. It was the same. I just plugged it in. It, it was unplugged before the show started, and the settings didn't change over right away. So but you sound great now, and that's thank what's you, thank most you. important. You look and, great uh, too, TJ. That's what's most important. <laughs> thank uh, you. I, appreciate I, I have a um, question for you, TJ, because Answer. I too stayed up late, and I think I watched the worst Louisville basketball team oh. I've ever seen play basketball. Like, and I'm not, and I, it's to the point where it's. I like they are so bad that I feel sorry for their fans that have to put up with it because this is I, I can't maybe like the teams that had uh, Escalade on them like those late Denny Crumb teams those teams were pretty bad but they at least had like one player on your team that they you thought was good I don't think there's one player on this Louisville basketball team that I'm like okay that guy can go out and and like win them a game on a given night they're just a team of role players. They are like a total collection of six men. And you're seeing that that's not really a recipe for a great basketball team. Because I do think they have solid basketball players. And maybe I'm just totally wrong. I, I thought that they would be a lot better than they've shown. So I've obviously been wrong to some point. But like, no lock is a good college basketball player. Is he a good, is he going to be a good pro? No, but he's a, he's a good outside shooter. He just needs somebody to feed him the ball. Uh, Samuel Williamson is, was overrated to coming out of high school. But he is a, you would think he is a solid basketball player. Malik Williams has been in college for 13 years. He is what he is. He's an okay, solid college four that they're basically forcing to play the five. And But he wants to play the three. <laughs> he wants to play everything but the five. Yeah, you're right, you're right about that, Justin. And then their guards, like L. Ellis, I think is talented, but you don't want him to be your starting point guard on a power five competitive team. Uh, who getting the Marshall transfer, everybody knew that that was a little bit of a stretch. But again, if that guy was coming off your bench and you had a good team, it'd be a nice little piece to have. All of their pieces are just role players. Okay. Yeah. They're just all role players. And uh, how about this stat last night? Their starters finished with 11 points. Oh, my. The fewest... Yeah. The fewest on record in the history of UVL basketball from starters. I think like the the way they the the furthest they could go back, I think was like 1947 or something like that. I thought that would be the fewest for any team in college basketball for their starters. Holy moly! That that is that is a sign of really bad coaching. Yeah, I, I would think that some of it is like, oh, you don't have the best starters, but also. You should be setting those guys up for more success than that. And and the thing that struck me the most was less about because uh, you know I'm not going to sit around and watch the whole game. You know I'm catching up on shows. It's it's the time of the year for me to take a little bit of a a breather from watching sports 24 seven. But I watched probably the final ten minutes or so, and I think when I turned it on, it was a six point game. So you know six point game at home, you're trailing. All you got to do is get a couple stops. Louisville at one point. With the game on the line, they had a bad dumb foul. NC State goes the line with a one on one, and then they give the, the, NC State missed the front end of a one and one, got their own rebound, and then like did the thing where you throw it off the Louisville guy to keep possession. I saw that. I, I watched. I watched the game. You you looked like they didn't know it was a one and one. Yeah, exactly. Like, and uh, that that's the part that I just. I, 
you should have a sense of urgency to come back into this game. You can't you like you're desperate for stops, and you don't even know that it's a one and one, and you can't just. I, I, it was uh, I just couldn't believe how they ended that game and the awful defense. We're like they were just giving up open shots at the end, like wide open threes, and NCAA was hitting every one of them. Yeah, it that that was. 16-point loss to a team that was 1-4 and in what I consider the worst Power 6 conference this year, which is crazy to say about the ACC, but the Pac-12 is just better than the ACC. As weird as that is to say, the SEC is the best this year, Big Ten second, Big 12's third. Uh, well, you know, Big East is probably in the conversation for third right along there as well. And, yeah, it's a terrible conference, and a team that's 1-4 and came into the Yum Center they announced attendance of 11,000, which, yeah. again, you know, every everywhere across the board is having some attendance issues. I, if I was a UVL fan, I'd just be like, why are we playing a 9 o'clock game against NC State? It's NC State. If you're going to do a 9 o'clock game, you got to make it against, like, a Duke or a North Carolina just to begin with, let alone there's a lot of apathy in the fan base as is. They're – my friends that were the game said if there was more than 6,000 people there, they, they would be totally shocked. They announced 11,000. It is what it is, but boy, the fan base—the fan base is more turned on Mac than they ever have been on Satterfield. Would you agree I, with that? Yeah, I, I would agree, and and I think it's because it is the basketball program, and I just never thought in my life that I would see a U of L basketball game like that. And, and and you know, I I love to tease, I love to go back and forth, and I'm not trying to just pour salt on the open wound but like it really is like when they're not in the tournament it's not fun you can't even like like it's just kind of like uh you know i feel like i'm the bully that's gone soft like what am i supposed to do like kick a dead fish on the ground and like expect to get joy out of that poke keep poking it with the stick like it's 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 really really Damn. sad how far they've fallen and the thing is is like i I think it's more evident in just that environment there, you know, uh, as bad as they are, I can pretty much have somebody like giving away tickets at any given night from one of these games because they don't want to go watch it. It's just, I just, I just never thought we'd get to a point where not only was the team this have this less talent, but people are so angry at their coach. They don't care to go to their games and they're not even fun to watch. Like at least when Patino had bad players, like, you knew that they were busting their ass, you know? Like, even when, like, you know, uh, Jerry Smith and Andre McGee, who weren't the most talented guys out there, like, those teams at least entertain to an extent. This is just garbage, just absolute garbage. Yeah, you said all that, but it, it could have very well just came out of my mouth. I feel the exact same way, and it's kind of a weird feeling. My uh, my my One of my group messages, friend groups, predominantly Louisville fans and they are quick to mock and make fun when Kentucky loses and it, it, you know, it's good rivalry fun back and forth. But after they lost, they were just freaking out last night, obviously, understandably. So it, it, this is a horrible product. This is UVL basketball. While we know Kentucky is a better program historically in the last decade today, it's just a better basketball program. Louisville is a proud basketball program. It's got a rich history. Um, they were freaking out. They were just panicking. And then I hit them with a, hey, well, at least you all have football season. 
And they, they all, you know, they all thought that was kind of funny, but I almost just felt bad about it. And I, and I like I, I did, and I had to, I had to reply back. Like once you all get rid of these coaches, I'm, I'm sure Louisville will turn the corner again and, and get back to you all being excited about sports, but they, they have just all the fun and joy of sports in a U of L fans life has evaporated and it's gone. Yeah. And it's weird. It's almost like Kentucky's just left in this rivalry room alone. And I think we've almost gravitated a little bit more towards Tennessee because we're getting a little bit more bang for our buck in, in that rivalry. It's fun to have a little bit more back and forth with a team that you feel like you're competing more against. And Justin, I, I, I hate to say this, but Louisville probably not going to the tournament this year unless they yeah, need unless, a miracle. They get, unless they get close to like winning out, they could probably maybe only drop one or two more games with how bad the ACC is, but they they really would need to get hot in a hurry. And so that would make it, let's just say you got to go to 2023. It has been since 2015 since Louisville has advanced to the second round of the NCAA tournament. So hey, same as Indiana. So 2023, well, 2016 for IU, but uh 2023. If it doesn't happen then, then you're going to – is is U of L the new IU, Nick Roush? <laughs> I mean, the the worst part, is, at least Indiana fans, like it, it's why Justin would tick me off sometimes because he got to this point where you couldn't even make fun of him because he would be – he would make fun of himself first, you know? And at least now he's got three head coaches. There's a little bit of hope. Um, but, man – like I, I can't even make the jokes anymore because they're just like expected or they'll beat me to the jokes because they're so bad. And mm-hmm. it's it's not it's just not as fun. You know, I, I'll obviously like being better than Louisville and kicking the snot out of them every time Kentucky plays them. But I at least want like that was what was fun about this football game this year is Louisville fans once again had hope. They at least had hope on their football season, basketball, because because they know they're not idiots. It, they might be blinded and delusional in the sport of football when it comes to what they think is quality play because they're used to watching Conference USA quality opponents. So they don't they don't know good football, but they know good basketball. They know this team stinks, and they know they're losing to a bunch of stinky teams. Yeah, they do, they do, and it's just it's it's apathy across the board. People just don't care anymore, and you, you've that, that's why I said. There's more universal I want Mac out than there is with Satterfield. I think some of you all fans are like, okay, football it takes a little longer. You gotta get some guys in and do that. Of course, Satterfield's not the answer for you of all football. I think you and I have been saying that really, really since the L's down. They thought yeah. they were going in that game competitive <laughs> and winning, and then they got completely smacked by a team that threw, I think, like one pass in that game and just got completely annihilated. And what does Satterfield do? he whines about Kentucky. I mean, it was very perfectly Louisville, but you can make a case football takes a little bit longer. The expectations for UofL football shouldn't be the same expectations for Louisville basketball. On the basketball side of things, you can use the NCAA ominous black cloud, but UofL's gotten All-Americans. They've gotten high four stars. They've Max been able to get in some good players. What he hasn't been able to do is win at a decent clip. Uh, he had a number one ranked team for a very short time back be- during the pandemic season, but that team was fading and fading fast as the tournament approached. And of course that tournament never really, never really worked out. And maybe that's, maybe that's bad luck for Mac. I, I think it was bad luck for Calipari. Maybe it was bad luck for Mac, or maybe it saved him from a first round upset loss, but 
as of right now, U of L has been to the tournament once or twice, excuse me, since 2015. They've won one tournament game since 2015. They haven't been to a Sweet 16 since 2015. And it's rock bottom right now for U of L basketball. And that's with the impending NCAA sanctions still looming over them, which I used to think they were going to get a two-year postseason ban. With how lenient that this new IARP has been, I think it's just going to be one, but I still think they are going to get one. Roush, U of L fans are at the point where they're saying, hey, that Dino Gaudio audio, everybody loved the Gaudio audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and even rhymes, too. It's great. It He he made a good point. U of L was cheating. It'd be a real shame if the NCAA handed down a level two violation to Mac and we got to fire him for cause and didn't have to pay that 12 million buckaroos. God, that's They're at that point, which does bring us back to Kentucky where I, and we do it here on this very radio show. I'm totally okay with criticism, totally okay with critiquing, but it's why I try to keep the whiners in perspective because it can be so much worse. Kentucky and Louisville are, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times like Mm -hmm. they are just yeah they are they're just they're operating as different basketball programs right now and the the calipari haters and losers you're entitled to your opinions we're happy to hear them here on the thornton's text line but you just don't want to eat your own tail you i I get it louisville was riddled with scandal and they had to make some changes and they had to do some things differently but if you keep poking and things keep deteriorating and getting worse and worse, there's Kentucky basketball had Billy Gillespie and it was really, really bad. And it was really, really boring. And I hated every second of it. Louisville's going through their Billy Gillespie time right now. And it's been that it's been a Billy Gillespie era, even if it's been with different coaches for a while. It's just, that's why we need to keep things in perspective. Be happy that we're not in the cellar and we have dreams of competing for a national championship this year. It's just important to keep things in perspective when your rival, who has gone toe-to-toe with you, even though Kentucky's really dominated the head-to-head, looking from 2010 to 2016, Louisville and Kentucky had somewhat similar postseason results. Kentucky more successful, but similar in the same ballpark. Uh, it, it, it's just you got to – you got this can happen to good programs. I mean, look at IU. They've been stuck in this spin cycle for a really, really long time. I never want this to happen to Kentucky. It's currently not happening with Kentucky. I know last year was an absolutely dreadful season, but what did Calipari do? Came back, and now Kentucky's realistically a top 15 team. I don't care what the rankings say. But, Kentucky's a top 15 team. I really think they're a top 10 team. But with the uh, national player of the year, like kind of the favorite right now. Correct. <laughs> you know, Oscar Sheboy like, on the it, team. There was more fun watching us on Tuesday than it would have been a U of L fan watching them on Wednesday. Of course, take my word for it. The thing you brought up too, it it reminded me of many jokes that I saw from Jason Riley. He, I mean, he's just been repeating them constantly, and that it it kind of brings home the point. Hey, can't ban us from the NCAA tournament if we can't ever make it. Like that's that's where they are right now. Um, And you know what? They they really should do just do an Auburn. Like, please, just ban us now when we know we're not going to make the tournament and then maybe we can save some face. Um, and, and I kind of mentioned it last night, like n- maybe Neely was right about Mac and maybe she should have just fired him and they could have duked it out over four cause later. Uh, because I, I, 
I don't think any Louisville fan is, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But like Chris Mack was the guy to hire that cycle. Like he just was, even though he got upset in the Sweet Sixteen. There was second really, round. was it the second round down in Nashville? They it was, yeah. That was the first and second round in Nashville. Cincy and Xavier both, I think, I, was like I, one I, or two seeds lost. Yeah, I remember both of them losing at the same thing. Uh, but man, I forget, that was the second round. Gosh, so Mac really hasn't done anything as a coach, has he? I think he had like one elite eight way back when. Okay, but you can't begrudge him for that hire at the time, and you almost like you understood why they gave him such a long deal. Maybe you didn't need to give him such a large buyout. And hell, maybe that's why Neely, maybe Neely was right. Maybe Neely was like, "Listen, we can't get, we can't fire Satterfield because we've got to pay Max buyout, and we're already paying Petrino's buyout. So let's save all of our chips for the basketball buyout." Man, hashtag Neely was right. Wow. So Max been to one, two, three. He's been to four Sweet Sixteens as a head coach, and one of those he punched through to the Elite Eight. Um, okay. Besides that. Yeah, that's 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 about it. Not great, Bob. No, and then of course missing the tournament last year uh, wasn't wasn't very good. And it, it's they're going to be getting they're going to have two new coaches sooner than later. I can't believe they're going into another year of Satterfield as like mm-hmm. everybody's entering the transfer portal. They're not able to get anybody halfway decent out of the portal, so they're right. losing the portal exchange. And, hey, that'd be a good name of a bar. Portal, oh, portal exchange. exchange, yeah. Which is kind of funny, TJ, because. I remember whenever the portal became popping and everybody had these fears that like Kentucky players were going to have a good year and then go to like Alabama or something that not, not, not been the case. I think the only time no. you can say that was when it was before it was pre portal times and Bidette took a grad transfer year at Oklahoma, which could you blame him in that offense? Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it was defense numbers. You couldn't, you couldn't blame him at the time, but that it hasn't been the case. Kentucky's, Actually, probably one out in the portal. The portal game, it's gave, it's given them more flexibility. Stoops knows how to use it. Um, we're going to have to talk about that uh, in our next break. But, um, man, Louisville, though, don't know. Satterfield, he's just – if Stoops is playing chess, Satterfield has got tic-tac-toe and he just keeps getting cats. <laughs> he's playing tic-tac-toe with himself and he's getting cats. Oh, man. Uh, it'd probably be a good time for Louisville to have an athletic director and a president, to be honest with you. That that seems important at a time like this. It really, it really is. It, it is such a... It's sad. Like, I, it, it, I, I, mean, it, I can't help but think the same thing, Roush. It's like you want to poke fun, and I think we did for a long time, but it's almost like you're just looking at a deceased body, and it's like, okay, well, somebody should cover this up now. Kid, kids, are, kids are looking at this athletic program. Think about that. Think about like us growing up, Roush, and we did, Kentucky basketball wasn't as good as it was maybe with Calipari, but it was still – I mean, we didn't get to enjoy 96, 97, and 98 as much as we would have liked. And then after that, when we kind of started to pay attention, Kentucky didn't go to a Final Four until 2011. So, yeah. But they uh, had at least the best team in the country for yes, like yes, three we, years in a row, like 03, yes. 04. Um, they won a bunch of SEC tournaments when that was really competitive. You know, like it was, it was fun. But just imagine if we had gone from ages 10 to 19 or 18 and hardly saw Kentucky ranked, saw one Kentucky tournament win, never got to see a Sweet 16, 
you just wouldn't be a fan. Like you just you'd go to pro sports or you yeah. You you you, know, you would switch your allegiances because like there's your a lost best time of the year of, you can't even enjoy you can't even enjoy March Madness. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, there's there's a lost generation of Louisville sports fans and Kentucky. You know, we we didn't have the best upbringing for football, and that's why this this Mark Stoops era has just been such a freaking hoot. Such a joy. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> we it, got it, like a little flash in the pan with Rich Brooks, and it really like oh my gosh, we can. We can beat big teams, and now it's like uh, I was scrolling through. Um, uh, the wife's working on photo albums, so I was scrolling through 2018, and like that Texas. I got to go watch Kentucky go toe to toe with Texas A&M in front of 110,000 people, uh, and just lose on a heartbreaker in overtime. Like it was crazy. I, I got yeah. I have like videos of me on the field, just surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people, just rocking back and forth, getting rowdy, and Kentucky's like. Playing well in that it was it was nuts nuts to to live through that and continue to live through that. Meanwhile, like it's just uh, the Louisville game. It was funny. Like my photo album was funny from that part because I'm in a picture with Mark Stoops and Matt Bevin. But <laughs> like outside of that, it's like I don't have pictures of fans in the stands because there weren't any. It was just UK fans. Well, Roush and I are nothing but a bunch of yokels. Justin, you give advice to U of L fans. You've been here. It, coming oh. from you, I think it's going to be mean a lot more. You, you've got a little bit more insight to all this. So, what would here? You, you, you got thirty seconds. What would you tell Cards fans? See, this is really hard for me because Louisville is in a way worse spot than Indiana's ever been, in my opinion. I mean, they they are <laughs> literally as low as you can go, in my opinion. So, I, I I truly I don't know what to say. Hang in there. It's going to get better eventually. Hire the right guy. Three head coaches. I yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea what to say to it. As bad as it's been for Indiana, it's never been this bad, ever. At least your Assembly Hall has remained full, and you've won most of your home games. You, now you're not beating rivals, and you're not winning any games in the Big Ten tournament. But like you're winning home games and cutting down nets after that. See, I mean, that's the sad thing is Indiana's still at the point where we're trying to turn the corner, which is. When you think about it, and and the years past, it's it's pretty somewhat unacceptable that we're still trying to turn the corner. But if if we're still doing that, imagine Louisville in eleven years from now. But I drove. I actually, it's funny you bring that up, Roush, because I drove th by the Dumb Center or the Um Center last night. Um, <laughs> and and the, you know those tables out there, like under the funky shape by the highway. Uh -huh. yeah, there, I guarantee there were more people at those tables than were in the arena. Guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do you blame him? No, it doesn't, absolutely. It doesn't really not. surprise. Like right now, yeah, the, the appeal of going to a U of L game would be everything but watching the product. It, and that's the sad truth. Because the Yum Center is amazing. They've got a great setup. It's a great fan experience. They've got so many different like little clubs and areas that you can go into. Uh, One guy's a 96 foot putt for a bottle of Pappy. I did see that. That was so That's cool. awesome. Yeah, that was like I mean, that, the most electric moment of the night. It had a he huge had a celebration. celebration. <laughs> yeah, awesome. nailed the celebration. Like that's what we all wish we could. We all, every man wishes they could be in that spot. Maybe every woman does too. I don't know how much women care about putting the length of the court and where and winning Poppy, but they probably do. Uh, that was a dream celebration, a dream moment for a human being in that situation. But yeah, uh, and they also do this crazy thing at the Yum Center where they serve beer and what. They do. They do. Wow. I know. It, it is crazy.
and they and you know this is this may mean a little bit more to me than others but they also don't make their fans wear useless meaningless masks however the attendance is so bad at yum center you can social distance very easily where maybe that's a little different of a of a setup there that they have we'll come back we got to get to the thornton's text line remember to pop into thornton's on your way in to your office or wherever you're heading dropping the kids off hey if you got a kid in your car right now kid demand thornton's we want thorns everybody now we, we want thorns we, we want thorns in uh, two days ago there was a, a couple uh, i bet they were four and six and they got to start their days with a slushy and i was like that's a good wow parent. that that's is a good parent. good parent and they have so many flavors there's like 10 slushy flavors for you to choose from one of them was strawberry shortcake for crying out loud that that is that's a way to treat yourself you serious clark yeah, they have strawberry shortcake slushies at Thornton's. Yeah, they're awesome. Unbelievable. That is awesome. We love I Thornton's. I'm more Leonardo. of a classic cherry guy, though, I must admit. I wonder what Cards fans Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper would say about the current state of UofL sports. Probably not happy. Probably not happy. But Thornton's will make you happy. Pop on by. Kentucky Roll Call will make you happy. We'll come back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen returns after this. We'll go. attention that you and the cleaning woman have engaged in sexual intercourse on the desk in your office. Is that correct? Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon, you know, because I've worked in a lot of offices and I tell you, people do that all the time. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We appreciate you listening, tuning in. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, Kentucky Roll Call, and then the replay, 9 to 11. And you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And we appreciate Trevor paying for all of it, and we're never, ever paying him back. Yeah, suck it, Trevor. But you can pay back KRC by visiting and reaching out to our sponsors. We mention them throughout the show, and we love them. Mm-hmm. And the podcast sponsor, Roush, is one that uh, that is can make life a little bit easier for everybody. Yeah, if you haven't tried CBD before, listen, Cornbread Hemp, you got to try them now. Try them today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout. Uh, it's... 25 milligrams of CBD to one, actually, no, excuse me, 50 milligrams of CBD, two milligrams of THC, just a little bit of that extra strength to help the the achy joints and pains. I'm sure you're getting back into shape the new year, Uh, especially like something about waking up that lower back pain. You're just like, oh, ow. That'll help. That'll, that'll help with those nagging joints and pains. Try CBD today with our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Promo code BIGX at checkout for 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. 
TJ, yes. I, I think this is the point of the show where we need to talk about uh, some UK football news from yesterday. We yes. had some movement and shaking on the roster. Um, Zah Frazier announced that he will not be enrolling at UK. No. So there's there's two sides of this. Uh, well, well, actually, we'll go three ways. First off, he was technically, in some places, considered the number one junior college cornerback in America. Losing the junior college number one junior college cornerback in America stinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Rowland reports that it wasn't an academic issue. He just wants to go to UTSA. Um, so that gets me to my third point, and it's the one that I was like, because I've been asked some about him previously. I just don't know if he's any good. Like that, I, I was going to be playing that. Like, well, you. Every time we were going to be talking about the secondary going into this year, I was going to have to say, well, you just hope he's good because I just don't know. I don't know if he's any good or not. Um, if 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 UTSA is a preferred school, it felt like it was a stretch for Kentucky to take him in the first place. Uh, but you also have to wonder, too, like Chris Collins, really? Like you, you had one job and you let the guy go to UTSA. So um, either way, it's 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 not a great look. Um, and I, I don't mean to be a spin master when I say that I would just like, for me, I, I'd rather, I think you can find a better player in the transfer portal than at the junior college level. Um, I mean, times have changed since you were able to get Lonnie Johnson second round form of blue chip talent from the trans or from Juco rank. So, uh, I, I don't see it as much as a negative as some others might. Um, but that's also because I just wasn't incredibly bullish on what he was bringing to the table. I don't think, you know, that's people have listened and say, oh, wow, Kentucky fans get a decommit from the number one Juco. And here's Roush saying that he he didn't think he was all that good. I get the I get the optics of that, but you didn't really hear whether it was you or Roland or Luckett or Derek Terry. You didn't. and, And, you know, the your all sources, which a lot of times are people on the staff. There wasn't a ton of like, hey, y'all, this is a big deal. We got this guy. Like, get excited. There wasn't a lot of that when he committed. It was he almost was the like an plan. Yeah. For, and and when you lost to Carlos Nicholson, and they were excited about to Carlos Nicholson. I remember when he committed, you know, you got like, hey, this, this guy is really, really good. This is an NFL cornerback. This is a big deal. And then they got Zay, and it was kind of like, hey, this is a nice replacement. It was good that you got somebody. Number one, Juco. And I, 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 I get what you're saying, and I think there's some truth to it. It can come off as sour grapes, but at the end of the day, though, you still need to get somebody. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you, to you somebody. Can have, you can have whatever. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can have whatever opinion you want on him, but he's better than nothing. And right now, Kentucky's got nothing, so you still need to go get somebody. But I hear your sentiment, and ultimately, I I agree with it. But I I get why people could kind of poke some fun at that. Yes, yes, and that, and it made more sense to the report that my former ex-boss had, uh, Matt Jones, shared that Kentucky kind of has two guys in their crosshairs. One of them is Colorado's Makai Blackman, and another one is Georgia's Amir Speed. Uh, Blackman is, I think, just a one-year deal uh, where he did junior college in California, and he spent four years at Colorado. Now he's got a kind of the super senior eligibility year that he wants to use elsewhere. Um, I He's got more game reps. Amir Speed is one of those former blue chip guys, four star that just got passed over. 
um, for other five star guys that they have. Uh, like he he started the first three games of the season, and then to Ken- Darian Kendrick and Kelly Ringo, the guy who had the pick six, took over his spot. Uh, he was mainly a special teams guy. This dude's 6'3, 210 pounds. I just, I mean, like, I'm sold on that dude. If you can make that Amir Speed happen, I would take Amir Speed over Zay Frazier all day. Like, I just, uh, you know, may, but maybe he could have been just the the in uh, the additional guy and you were going to get him anyway. But he's kind of exactly what Kentucky was looking for in their that that boundary corner that's got to that's got to show a lot of run support and be a physical player out there on the edge of the defense. What would you say if people? I mean, first off, just an all-time name, Amir Speed. What oh, would you say to people? <laughs> what would you say that like is can. Kentucky's just taking George's leftovers. Yeah, they're, they're, George's leftovers are pretty damn good. So are Ohio State's or Alabama's. Um, there, that, that's that's the answer. Is that like this isn't maybe this some is, Clemson's? Like they're, the 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 bad players for those teams are the best players on other teams. Like it's just it's how it works. Well, if you feel good about them, then. Um, I'm all for it. I wouldn't mind if they'd gotten somebody, if they get somebody proven that has really nice numbers, even if it's not at a place like Georgia. Uh, well, like, maybe, maybe that will happen. Kelvin Joseph was that at LSU. Yes. Like it, he was very much that um, where they had uh, Eli Riggs and Derek Stingley just beat him out. And he was technically their leftovers. And he's a second round NFL draft pick who started three games for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Like they're their playoff team and he's their third quarterback. Like well said. The the leftovers at the the best of the best are very, very good. All right. What are the cats gonna do on the offensive line, Roush? That's the one that's uh a much more difficult question to answer. I, I joke that there was a material change, but um and it's kind of why I should have just like said all along that he's gonna go. Uh, because like he, it's Louisiana. He was his plan all along was to play one year Kentucky, just like Joseph was, go one year Kentucky and then go to the NFL. Um, and I don't think it really mattered what the NFL scouts told him. They'll still pick him, you know, in a mid to late round at some point. Uh, but ultimately, uh, it's it's unfortunate that you're losing Dare Rosenthal because he's all SEC caliber kind of offensive tackle next year. And it's one thing to replace one offensive tackle and Darian Kennard. All right, very doable. You've recruited solid. There's some solid recruits at the position, and you can kick Kenneth Horsey out there if you need to. Replacing two is tough, and that's why you you definitely, I think, have to go to the portal to find somebody. Who exactly that is, you know, yeah, you you picked up Dare in June. I don't think they're going to wait that long to to try to make that happen. But you do have to be patient um, because, like. You know, no offense to the Rutgers kid, but like you can't just take the the first one that's out there. And they got that Bordner kid to visit uh, around Christmas time. They're like, eh, I don't think we're ready or not. And then, which was the right thing to do. I think he ended up at Vandy, maybe. Uh, but like, you don't, there could be other ones out there. So you have to make sure that you're patient um, and know when the time is right to, to go all in. So I, I don't know who that's going to be. But I think the hope is that you can get one of these Georgia, you know, LSU, one of those kind of leftovers that's like, all right, um, I got some PT this year, but the writing's on the wall. Probably ideally is is after spring practice, if you want to talk about timing, like because 
that's when a lot that's the second wave of transfer portal additions where guys get a much clearer look at um, where they're going to be in that pecking order. So not only would you give your guys who you're hoping can develop sometime, like maybe Jeremy Flax can develop into that guy. Like they, they liked what he did in the spring and then it just didn't carry over into the summer and fall. Maybe he can, you know, get that back with getting more first team reps. All the while, there's some guy out there who thinks he can get a starting spot. When spring ends, he's not a starter and he's just like, all right, screw it. I'm getting the hell out of here. And you can go get that guy. So that's the the scenario I've kind of played out in my head. But either way, there's there's no denying that um, that's that's uh, Dare Rosenthal is leaving a big hole in this Kentucky offense, and that's the first time in a long time that we're going to go into a season and have question marks on that offensive line. Yeah, it's it's concerning. It's something that hopefully is addressed and addressed in a good manner what would you say to people that are like well what about Keontae could could he just sit could he is that the answer my biggest concern in all of this is that people are just going to quickly make Keontae good went out as the oh it's no problem and put a bunch of unfair expectations on him because there was there was one person who uh who who messaged me uh, who direct messaged me asking and it was a pretty he's a KRC listener and it was a pretty legit question I think um it, he wasn't coming at it from like a Louisville fan trying to talk smack but like what is the difference between Keontae and Matt Elam and I think the biggest difference is that a Keontae has uh, a little bit more uh, of a worldly view of this thing because he wasn't a light riser and also he's a it wasn't just one kind of recruiting service propping him up. It was universal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this guy is really good. He's an all American. He's got, he checks a lot of boxes and it, both of them have struggled with weight issues. And Keontae's proven that he can stay dedicated and fix those weight issues if they do arise. And he has, you know, a month or two where he's not as disciplined as he should be. Uh, but, but to the point though, that, Matt Elam had to play right away because Kentucky didn't have guys. And it it almost was counterintuitive. And I just hope that that combined with expectations for Keontae doesn't hurt him because ideally, like, he could be a guy that I, I think is a consistent contributor halfway through the season and ends the season as a starter. Like, if things go well, that's, that's the path he's going to take. But as a day one guy, like, there's just a lot of stuff that he has not seen on a football field before. Like it's just like twist. You, you saw some of the twist stuff in the the All American game where he's just not used to having guys coming from all those different angles. And if you just get lost on one of those, it's a sack right away. And ideally, you let Goodwin see some of that stuff in practice before it's a game like scenario, and he's going up against future first round draft picks, like in that Week Two game against uh, Florida. Yeah, it, hopefully he can. They're going to try to develop him, obviously, as quickly as possible. He's got the size that you need to play that position day one. You just need to get used to seeing all the different things you're going to see that you alluded to. And more importantly, going up against future NFLers that will, in a year, two years, be playing on Sundays. That's his, that's, he, he is, he, he knows how big he is. He knows how good he can be. 
He'll get better. His footwork will get better. He'll get stronger, which is crazy to think about. He just one thing he can't account for right now, though, is the experience of the guys that he will face in the trenches, and he won't get to experience that until he does. Uh, he'll get to go against some practice against some great UK players, obviously, but uh, it's a different animal when you're going up against a Georgia or you're going up uh, against some of the best teams in the country. And to go back to the the spring practice point, like spring's going to be huge for him. And if you bring in, I mean, maybe they found some guy before. I'm not, excuse me, idealistic or optimistic that he will. But if they don't, like that, that's actually good for Keontae because he'll get more reps. He'll get more good reps against the first team defense. It's like one of the rare times of the year where they go good on good, as they like to call it, where it's ones versus ones, first team versus first team. And I, he'll get more opportunities if they do bring in. A, so, like, it should speed along his development. Uh, that's what you hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting, and and this is a lot of optimism going into this football season for the Cats. A lot of momentum, and to keep it going, you've got two positions that you gotta you gotta get everybody feeling a little bit better about, and that's in the secondary, and that's on the big blue wall. So we'll see what the staff can can cook up. Uh, I don't think we have really any reason to believe that they're just going to completely swing and miss and not come up with anything. But we'll we'll have to wait and see. Two incredibly important positions, obviously. Quarterback and <laughs> the edges of your line and the edge of your defense. It, it, a lot of stress out there. It really, I mean, you can make a case it's as important as a position besides quarterback. Those, those two. So it's a big deal. We'll see what they come up with. As Roush said, there are some young guys maybe that you can get excited about, but you're going to need some help. You're going to need at least some more bodies and, and ideally some some good bodies. So keep an eye on the Georgia guy and the Colorado guy in the secondary and then offensive line. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I saw Tennessee had a transfer guy, uh, a guy who started five games from the offensive line but then got hurt. I don't know if that's anything that Kentucky would be interested in or not, but they're going to need somebody. They're going to need some bodies. So we'll, we'll see. Let's get to this Thornton's text line. Ooh, uh, quickly before we do, I would just like to note that there is a Twitter account called Bozich Grill Tips at Bozich Grilling, and I just that's that is just hilarious. <laughs> good account. I don't think I don't know if he sends good tweets, but it's a great great name for a Twitter account. Bozich Grill Tips. Did you get in your Kentucky Sports Figures of the Year? I got my ballot in. Yeah, yeah. I got mine, and I thought I, I thought it was due over the weekend, and I had forgotten yet again. But no, it's not due till tonight. I got mine in last night. So we shall. We'll see. We'll see. I, I didn't end up going at number one. The person I thought I was going to go with number one had a change of heart. Oh, I love mine. I think my number one is going to be the winner and should be the winner. Well, we'll we will let's let's tell ours tomorrow. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll do that. Uh, let's get to this text line 502-414-1450. The Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Um, this was a text that was sent in yesterday, and I forgot to pass it over. It was my fault. Um, is it lost on you all that you all spent the opening of yesterday's show calling Kentucky fans whiners for complaining about the lineup, then proceeded to spend the rest of the first hour whining yourselves? Your crappy former producer accused you all of being cheap on the air, juggling family and work with new kids. The AP pollsters aren't qualified to do their job. Are you all whiners? Because you whine about one aspect doesn't mean you don't appreciate any of it. I don't want Cal to go anywhere, but this team is super fun to watch, and I'm going to complain when Collins, Toppin, and Hopkins are together. I didn't. Okay. I think we all need 
I think they all need minutes. It'd be good to get them going. However, can we all agree that playing the three together will get none of them going? They don't complement each other. They're like minus 25 the last two games. I don't think you hate Kelsey or your kids. Why does me bitching about Cal's rotation make me whiny and unappreciative? <sighs> I like uh, this texture. I hear you. And I, I do think there is like part of it too, where like uh, it it does become a Spider Man meme if you complain about the complainers, and that's why you have to uh, pump the brakes. It's almost like I, I'm only going to have my football rants when it's it's to the extreme, and like, and they both have an advantage this year. Like Kentucky beat the snot out of Vanderbilt, but put the foot off the gas, and people were worried in the second half on the football field, all because they just didn't cover the spread. And that was really all of it. And they're like, oh, I don't know about this team. And it's like, you're still mad about Tennessee. Uh, same thing with this Vanderbilt game where, uh, you know, you're, you're beating the snot out of them. So it shouldn't matter that you you were just having a little bit of fun. Like in that game, Kentucky messed around in the red zone and was throwing fades to Rashawn Lewis. Like throwing a fade to Rashawn Lewis is kind of like playing that together. But I also think that like, you know – we get we get annoyed sometimes, Texture, when that's all we see every single time. Uh, well, and I, to, the difference is UK had to play other people, and 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 Texter, maybe maybe you're being more specific about your issues, and I'm all right with that, and we're yeah. and we're totally all right with people having whatever opinions they want or whining about whatever they want. It always is interesting to me that people are allowed to complain, but people aren't allowed to complain about the complainers. Uh, like, why? where do we draw the line? That people just get to yell into the void, but if the void yells back, the void's in the wrong? I don't think that that's the way that things should operate in this, in this world and in this society. And secondly, it's just, it's factual. Like, Grady, Washington, and Mint can't play all together the entire game. Just can't do it. So you had to do some things differently. I agree with you. It's not my favorite lineup either. Um, I don't know how much those three even played were in at the same time together. Hopkins, Collins, and Toppin. But I, I do appreciate, though, that he is like has a little bit of nuance where he's like, hey, I know we got to get these guys going, but I just don't like seeing them together, which I'm... I'm and that's I'm, more nuanced than you see from a lot of folks on the Twitter. Yes. It's just... It, it, yeah, and that'd be such a better way to phrase it. Like, hey, this lineup's a nightmare. I'm, I, if if people said that, then it would be a totally different story. Uh, they go on to say, I just can't. Uh, well, hold on, sorry. Uh, and to be fair, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I love Stoops. I thought Grand did a great job every time we ran Rose on third and one instead of C Rod of race to to race to Twitter and call the coach the call that coaching malpractice. It's just the nuances of the game, not the totality of it. I love Grand to some degree because he made us such a dominant and physical run team with Schlarman. My point to all this is that just don't like someone pointing one thing. Hold on. My point to all this is I just don't like someone pointing out one thing, making them whiners and unappreciative. In the grand scheme of things, sports are just entertainment. We place way too much value on and when our entertainment is affected more than it, sh it should. Like you all, I love Game of Thrones, but how much did we bitch about season seven? It's not like even it's not even real. And some people took it as a personal personal <laughs> front. Yeah. Uh, listen every day. I love the show. And frankly, I like when you all whine about your lives. It's food radio. Just trying to make a devil's advocate point. The point's well taken. I understand you. But you provided so much more context and yeah. rationale 
to your points that you just don't see from the whiners, unfortunately. And I like to think that when we whine about things, we provide reasons, rationale, why we're whining, what we do differently. Instead of any time Calipari farts in the wrong direction, we just lose our freaking minds. And guess what? Whining's a part of everyday life for pretty much all humans. And I've got some whining in the tank for a little bit later. So yeah. I will be doing some whining. But your your point is well taken and well understood. I, I like, too, his comparison to uh, running A.J. Rose on third and one when you have Chris Rodriguez there. Like <laughs> that, that really is the, very similar in that there's things that coaches do. There's like one or two things that will just drive people nuts. And right now for Cal Perry, it's that three – big lineup with those guys and also when he doesn't wear a suit oh my goodness gracious <laughs> goodness gracious all right hour one done we'll keep at the thornton's text line we've got to start talking about cats versus tennessee huge basketball game on saturday for uk i'm very very pumped up for it we will talk about it we got a lot more to get to on today's show so don't go anywhere this is krc on big exports radio tj walker nick roush and justin kalen we'll be back Uh, they haven't said how he died, has they? Have they? Over? No. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. We don't know where our producer is. He got us on. There he is. There you are. Hey there, buddy. Bustin' Kalen. This this internet, y'all. I'm telling What's you. What's wrong? Nothing now. We're good now. It, it, it We were about a minute away from coming on air, and then my computer's like, yeah, you don't have any internet connection. Oh man, so there's I'm not even anybody around. there to help plug it in and plug it out for you. <laughs> running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But we're good. Well, we're you're we are. I hope we are. We're <laughs> back to another hour of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Justin, I think it's time to tell the story, man. Is it? I think it's time. Do we want to tell time. it edited though, or do we want to? I, I want to do this on a different uh, space, if you will. Oh, no. I got to tell it here, Roush. That's all the people have been clamoring for. Uh, well, Justin, I, I hope you don't Roush this up. And then, you know what we can do is – you because t- we're, we are. We're going we're gonna to have a KRC meetup for a Cats game sooner rather than later. Justin, attendance is mandatory. I know how you don't like to come to our KRC lunches that we have, um, but this will be mandatory. You will have to be there. And then if anybody has any – questions about the unedited or the gory slimy details then you can just ask jk47 in person and scoots will give you the full rundown that sounds like a pretty fair deal i'm just picturing like roush you know we're at like a bar there's maybe i don't know like 20 people there be a good time and then we just give like justin a microphone to tell the whole story (laughs) (laughs) people are eating their food and they're just like oh good disgusting if you're so, new to if you're new to Kentucky roll call or you don't know what we're talking about, 
uh, about a week ago, about a week ago, Justin said we were talking love triangles. Justin said he had a story, but it was so raunchy and disgusting. It could not be told on the airwaves. Our texters on the Thornton's text line have been shaming him. Nick Roush and I have been shaming him to tell the story. Justin has said no, 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 no. And now he has a change of heart. He thinks he has found a way to tell it appropriately. The floor is yours. Yeah, so that's that was reason number one is because I found a way to tell it PG. Uh, but the main reason that I ultimately decided to roll around and tell this story is because, and this is maybe more of a disclaimer, but I was 19. It was the summer after my freshman year of college. So the fact that I'm 32 now, not even close to the same person I was back then. So, <laughs> how when, when, when all that, the listeners know, like I'm no longer a POS. Yeah, when's, I'm not when, a slime ball. When's back then? Uh, 2009. This would have taken place. Okay, and this isn't gonna be. You didn't like this. This isn't going to be any like a sexual assault. Like you know, you didn't commit oh, a no. crime, right? Oh okay. no, 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 no. Well, no, no. I didn't commit a crime. I don't think. No. All right. So oh, good, it good, all good caveat. It all started. Uh, I needed a job when I came back my freshman year after my freshman year of college. So I, the only thing I could find, the girl I was semi dating at the time, her dad worked at Walmart. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me just go work at Walmart. He had let me know that they're getting ready to do a big renovation. So I'd be on the remodeling crew. I was like, perfect, because I don't want to deal with people, but I will work overnight and remodel the store. Absolutely, no problem. So we had a we had a pretty big team, probably 10, 12, 15 people or so, if I remember correctly. I remember my boss uh, specifically because he looked just like Billy Mays, and that was the summer that Billy Mays died, and he would always just hit me with, Billy Mays here! Anyways, that's irrelevant to the story. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there no, were... Very relevant. I'm no, glad we yeah. know you worked with Billy Mays. I'd so there were... An RIP to Billy Mays, people that's forget. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, there were probably five or six women on our team. Um, none of them really attractive, except for one. That the first day I saw her, I was like, I need to know more about this girl. So, time goes on. We're, we're working for about a month. We're flirting back and forth. No, I don't think anything of it. Come to find out one day, she is married. Whoa. So I, how, I old, how old is this young lady? Uh, she's she was, I think, a couple years older than me. But so, yeah, I find out that she's married. So I, I kind of back off a little bit. I, I'm like, all right, respect this guy's space. Well, one night she lost her phone at work and she needed me to call it and find it. So I, instead of me messing with it, I handed her the phone and I was like, you just call it, figure it out, whatever. So she ends up calling it, finds her phone, tells me not to save her number in my phone. So I don't save her number in my phone. Wake up the next morning, get I have a text from her and like wanting to hang out. So long story short, we end up hanging. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Illicit images attached to the text? What, uh, not what, the, not the initial yeah. text, no. What, just the hey, we should grab, you know, we should grab drinks. Like, I, I always wonder how that those messages go. You know, that was twelve years ago, so I couldn't remember either. Just, so. just hey, let's let's 
But like, I mean, at yeah. that point, if, if if a married woman texts you saying you want to hang out, you would you you'd have to think like, okay, maybe not the best wife at that point. Even uh, or did you think that this could be innocent still? Yeah, I I thought it maybe. I mean, I there was an inkling in the back of my head that okay. I was like, maybe she's up to something scandalous here. But in the forefront, it was like, yeah, this is gonna be innocent. We'll just grab some drinks, whatever, yada yada. Gotcha. So yeah. So that's how that played out. We end up hanging out. And then next thing you know, we are hanging out between every break, every lunch break, every 15-minute break we get during work. We are hanging out. So long story short, when you all brought this up last week and talked about have you ever split up a girlfriend-boyfriend, that's why I said no, because I have done it to a wife and husband. Oh, Scoots McGee. Yeah. They now- are. They are no longer together. Still now, did was there was there ever some sort of moment like husband comes home and Scoots is like running out of the house? Uh, oh, in his underwear? No, I never. No, I would not go to her house. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I wasn't that dumb. Why would you? No future employee is going to be like, well, we can't hire this guy because twelve years ago he no, had some well, coitus with a married woman. Like I said, I had to leave out. I have to leave out some details to make it radio safe. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not worried about telling this version of it. Absolutely not. That's why. I'll, that's why I opted to tell it. But what? What? What else could there be that would that would? Be so there are. A, I'm so wanting more. There are. So... A, there are a lot of fun anecdotes that I could throw in. We'll, we'll just have to wait till the meetup. How many? How many encounters were there? Oh, whew. a lot. A lot a of lot, encounters. It sounds a like. lot. That was a fun summer. Say it again. Were there any at the store? Um, not, <laughs> not in, not in the store. Oh, in the car parked out back. Perhaps. <laughs> Justin, jeez. Yeah. Uh, Did I, you ever I, like have a conversation, being like, "Hey, maybe you know, don't be married." I don't think so. I I really don't think when I was 19, I cared. Now, my other question, uh, did did husband find out and that's what led to the split? Or was she like, I need busting Kaylin 24-7. I got to do this dirt bag. <laughs> that I'm not sure of, but. So it was just a fun summer while you were home from college. Oh, and then they yeah. eventually split up. Yeah. Yeah. No, when, once I went back to IU, it was it was dead and gone. Did you ever feel bad about this? Now, yes. The, well, then, absolutely. It took me it probably five, six years. I didn't feel bad for it. But then when I hit my mid-20s, I was like, man, I really kind of screwed some people's lives up there. Well, you don't know that. Um, and who's to say that you were her, her only one? Right, that's, that's true. true. Did it, did it, did, uh, how much older was she, too? Did you have it? Like, I want to say two years. Yeah. Oh, so she okay, okay. So it wasn't like she had kids in this big family. Oh no, no. Oh, if there were kids involved, I think I would have had a different conscience. Well, you don't know that though. Maybe that's not. True. You, maybe, maybe not. Nineteen-year-old Bustin. That's all he was. Would she like take off her ring? Uh, you know, I don't remember her ever wearing a ring. If we're being honest, was she actually married? That's to be determined as well. I don't. I have no idea. Definitely <laughs> not married. That's, that's just the word to the grapevine. Well, everybody, I, I, I'm glad I didn't take Hannah to the Christmas party. 
<laughs> gotta, gotta watch your wives around old Justin. Not too unfair. Girls. I wouldn't even I would not even dream about pulling something like that today, ever. That's good, Justin. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, that's that's not the worst. I mean, I, I I get that you may have some some other little tidbits to the story, but that's not the yeah. worst. You know, you're, oh, not well, the first, well, you're not the first person. I'll share all the fun anecdotes when we have the meetup because there are there are definitely some parts of that story that need to be told that can't be told on air. <laughs> I'm sure there are. <laughs> home wrecker Kalen. That's right. He can he can wreck a home as well as he can wreck a scooter. <laughs> Perhaps your, better. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Uh, 502-414-1450. Uh, I, it's just, there's so much. The, the, I mean, the fact that you, you were worried about employers with that story, or it took you so long to be able to find a way to tell that story without... <laughs> like, well, I, I really... Said, at a summer hooking up with a married woman. I really just needed some time to figure out the best way to go about it. So I want to thank you all and the listeners as well for giving me about a week to figure it out. Well, Dugan just texted me and said, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Guess I'll go get Douglas. <laughs> we have uh, we have moral clauses in our contract, and now Trevor is going to be taking over full-time producing duties. Oh, wait. Moral clauses and Trevor's taking over? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring out the gotcha girls. I got you. Oh, man. That's, uh, <laughs> you're Hopefully the- that wasn't a Roushism. No, you're you're just you're 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 one of the more interesting dudes on the planet. Was <laughs> she a looker? Guy ain't got anything on me. Was she a looker? Oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was she taller yeah. than you? Uh, no, she was actually really tiny. Wow. wow. What's she up to nowadays? Uh, it's a great question. You know, it's funny you bring that up because about two, maybe three years ago, I thought I had found her on Facebook. Um. So I reached out and she was like, yeah, no, I've never worked at Walmart. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm convinced it was her. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, you can just tell us her name and I bet, I bet between the yeah. KRC listeners and us, we could, we could find her. Yeah, better not do that. What if this is the girl of your dreams? Uh, it's not the girl of my dreams. I'll tell you that right now. Would you have some trust issues if you dated her? Absolutely. Wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Get your text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's, download the Thornton's reward app. You will save money each and every time you go to the pump. Speaking of pumps, Justin, what's the next text? (laughs) (laughs) Is it better to play four slash five starters for 36 minutes or to play five starters for 32 minutes and a second string lineup for eight minutes? The starting five was playing so well, I don't have a problem with the way Cal did things at Bandy. Yeah, I mean, it. I will say this, though. And, like, when UK gave up that huge run at the end of the game, I do want, like, that is the time maybe you go to your bench and say, like, hey, yeah, we're up 28 but you guys keep bringing the intensity if you want more minutes like go out there and don't cuz the starters clearly just took their foot off the gas they were just like we, we won let's well, just relax let's not get hurt let's not do too much and then it led to kind of a disaster that does seem like a time with you know 3 minutes left or 4 minutes left what do you just put in some of the second string people and tell them to work their butts off that that was what was weird is he took some of them out around the 5 minute mark and i thought he was done cuz oscar went out and then I want to say they kept Ty Ty in, 
But they, it felt yeah, like Grady and Mintz and Tata, they, you know, I don't know if they all finished the game when the clock hit zero zero zero, but they were playing in the final five minutes. Yeah, and, and I, I'm with you. At least like, like yeah, you're probably going to keep in one. Like in any given year, there's going to be at least one guy on the court for the most part when that's happening. When you're giving guys kind of garbage minutes, um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think Collins got in late and he might have struggled a little bit. But like that's you're right. I, I I'm with you because um, the starter mentality too. It's it's kind of hard to keep your that intensity up for that long. It just is. It's difficult. It is, and that's you think that the bench could help you there. But overall, yeah, I, I, clearly, as we've talked about now for day two of the show, I, I didn't have any issues with Calipari trying some different things in the first half and maybe would have done some different things in the second half. But a win's a win, baby. Double-digit win on the road. First road win of the year. You keep trucking along, and now you get to beat those stinky, stinky balls. There's a little part of me, Roush, that I'm worried Ty Ty may try to do too much on Saturday just because sometimes in these big games he has tried to do a little too much. And going up against Kennedy Chandler, I could see that being like, all right, I need to show that I'm better than him. And Ty Ty's at his best, though, when he doesn't do too much, when he just lets the game come to him and knocks down that elbow jumper or passes uh, – the Duke game, he's such a different player than the Duke game. I hope he doesn't try to revert back to, hey, I'm going to take over. Yeah, I uh, I, th- I think you're correct. I also think there's a chance that he might not have to do it all. This feels like a decent time for Severe Wheeler to come back. Ten days, like that feels like a decent, you know, if it's just some sort of strain, concussion, any, any sort of head-neck injury. I know that might sound a little naive, but. Uh, that, that feels like a decent time to come back. Cal Perry didn't have any insight on his call-in show last night. He pulled a stoops and gave us a, we'll see. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's kind of fair. Uh, his policy is typically you play, you practice the day before, then you can play. Um, so I, I, I'm ho- I, I am actually optimistic that Wheeler will return for this game. I felt like that was kind of the, all right, we can handle these next two. Just come back for the, c- come back for the Tennessee game. But yeah, to- and, and Wheeler put on Instagram like soon, you know, the emojis and stuff like that. I think we see him against Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but to your point though, like I, I, I'm I'm with you on Ty Ty because I think what makes him at his best is his ability to pull up at like eight feet and hit a little mid range jump shot, like eight to twelve feet. And if you get a little ex- overexcited, a little overzealous, maybe you're like that. that the one game where he had the floater. That was three feet short or whatever. I think that was the LSU game. Um where it's Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like that's the kind of stuff that can happen when you get a little too amped up going all the way to the rim. Uh just let the game come to him. Luckily, this game's at home. It'll be a comfortable setting. Rupp should it'll 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 be the most raucous atmosphere at Rupp in the last two years. I think there's no doubt about that. So uh, I I well, I do have my worries. If Wheeler's in there to kind of alleviate some of that pressure, like I, I, I think Ty Ty can hold his own well in this game. I, I hope you're right, and I, I agree with you. I think Wheeler could help things, and um, but it'll be it, it, Kennedy Chandler and Ty Ty are very they're similar. They're similar guards. They're both super talented. They're both going to be one and done. They're going to be in the NBA this time next year, and rightfully so. 
that'll be fun. It'll be it'll be fun to watch them. I just you gotta you gotta play in control, and I I don't doubt that Kentucky's gonna beat the Vols, but on Saturday. A texter on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 says, I just can't help th- I can't help think if Sharp lives up to the hype, maybe a lineup of Ty Ty, Grady, Sharp, Keon, and Oscar might be our best lineup with Toppin, Mintz, Wheeler, and Ware off the bench. Ty Ty just looking so good in the pick and roll reminds me a lot of Brandon Knight. Yeah, but you're also you don't know anything about Shaden Sharp. I mean you do, but you don't. Wow. Shots fired at you, Texter. Roush says I mean, you're clueless, little guy. Like none of us are, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we love what Ty Ty's brought to the table, um, particularly how he helps space the forward with his shooting. But, I mean, we don't you, – you don't, you don't know what Sharp can bring. Maybe, maybe Sharp struggles getting through traffic, maneuvering through traffic. Maybe it's Bryce Hawkins' ass. Maybe he's a walking turnover, right? We we have no idea. So it's hard for me to speculate at this point when you've got some some proven entities right now on the court. But uh, is it safe to say, though, that Ty Ty's earned more point guard minutes, TJ, through this just two-game stretch? Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. At no fault to Wheeler, but the offense is different with Ty Ty running the show because at that point, a defense is incredibly stretched. You're having to play up on him. You can't leave Grady. If Mintz is in, you can't leave. It just when you when you when you surround yourself with three or four players on the court that can shoot from really anywhere on the court. And I'm throwing Brooks in there, and that's probably a little generous to Brooks. It's really hard to defend that. Now we've seen teams play off Wheeler and the offense can still look good even with teams playing off Wheeler and Wheeler can get inside and he can score and you know he's he's a better finisher than you'd think for his size but it, it's a different offense when Ty Ty is running the show now that's not to say I don't want Wheeler to play I absolutely do and if Ty Ty plays out of control or he has some freshman moments then that's when Wheeler kind of comes in and I think Wheeler is a much better defender and I think it can kind of change Kentucky's defensive philosophy when Wheeler's in the game but there's going to be times where UK's best offense is not with Wheeler on the floor. And that's okay. That that you know that that will be fine. There will be games where the best UK is clicking is with Wheeler on the floor. Right. It's just good to have the options and in the grand scheme of things, Tata having to run the show these last couple of games, it's going to go it's just good for the team. It's yeah. it, 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 you know diversifies your options, allowed people to kind of understand what they can do where what roles they look at and you're not going to get as many surprises you want as few surprises in march as possible now we know if wheeler rolls an ankle in the second round game okay tata it's it, it's your show um it's good it's good but there's going to be times where wheeler needs to be on the bench and i, I don't i won't have any issues with that and and i think some of that comes down to how well your minces and grady's are playing and how well they're shooting kind of deal like uh, and, and it can be game by game, and it's going to be a feel and flow thing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you where a lot of it is going to come down to just who's playing well on a given day because as is, is good as Ty Ty – the, the thing that I worry about, TJ, is that I worry that Ty Ty – like I, I worry that we might be learning that he can't reach his full potential unless he's playing point guard which I hmm. guess that's a good problem to have. But I do have that worry that he's not going to be as good of a scorer if he's not the primary ball handler. Now, that's like uh, getting like 
three steps ahead of myself and making a problem before it ever happens. But that thought that thought's popped in my head because I kind of felt that way when Ashton Hagens was playing point guard over Tyrese Maxey. Interesting. Interesting. I, I I'll maybe, you know, I guess we'll I guess we won't know, but the offense did have moments looking good with Ty Ty off the ball. Or yeah, it did. Yeah. And, and I think also, you know, what and, and they know this and we've already seen it. In, in smaller and smaller sample sizes, but okay, Oscar gets a rebound. He looks to kick it. It's Ty Ty right there. Wheeler's on the other wing. Oscar passes it to Ty Ty. Ty Ty, it's your it, you, it's your offense. This possession, go like go. It's you. It's well, you. They need to yeah. understand that you know just because Wheeler, you don't have to default to Wheeler as point guard if they're both in at the same time. You don't have to. Right, right. And in in the other thing too about like why I don't want to like have this take like is like if I really wanted to ham it up like is Tata Washington going to regress if he's got to share minutes with Wheeler is because like he had t- three 20 point games as the shooting guard for Kentucky before having to take yeah. over this point guard ro- role so like yes he can score um one of those 20 point games was against a solid western Kentucky team so um you know, in that Ohio game, he had 20. That was a pretty decent team as well. So it's it's not like he can't do it. It's just a different way that Kentucky's offense looks. And this texter's whole point was about Sharp, and here we are just not even talking about Sharp really for a split <laughs> second. However, Calipari said something interesting yesterday regarding Sharp, and Roush, it can really be taken one of two ways. One of two <gasps> ways. And you're going to tell us which way to take it. Yes. Now you're starting to sound like old Bustin' Kalen, but we'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll return after this. Are you the police? No, ma'am. Kentucky Roll Call. We're on a mission from God. Come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Come on, baby, don't Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. One final segment. We got a lot of text on the Thornton sex line to get to uh, a few quick hitters, a couple just house cleaning notes. One, horse racing fans, we got a segment coming to you uh, later yes. this month or early next month with the famous EJ Clark. Woo-hoo. That'll be fun. Get you ready for the Kentucky Derby. Um, it, so, it won't be, you know, won't be the longest segment. So if you're yeah. not a horse racing fan, it's only going to be one day a week for anywhere from, you know, five, 10 minutes or so, but it'll get you ready for that weekend of horse racing as we figure out the Kentucky Derby field, Roush. Uh, to make a long story short, we're not going to be sitting here talking about times and stuff. There's going to be one or two or three races a weekend and we'll just like, okay, here's the best horses and here's who could win. And maybe if you want a long shot, here's a long shot that might win. But, um, I, I love it. I love Derby prep season. I'm excited to get the Derby prep race circuit started. It's uh, next Saturday in the Lacoste, so I'm I'm pumped. Can't wait. So that that'll be that'll be cool. Hopefully, win some folks some money, talk some horse racing, and then back by popular demand next week, we'll get the the weekly appearance from Bobby Regan. Oh yeah, 
So I, I, I was in touch nice. with him. He's on board with it, says that he's in. He is uh, super nice with his time. So just said, any day, any time, you all just let me know what works for you all. When in reality, it's like, hey, what works for you, man? You're busy. You got kids. You got your own life. Uh, but I'm, we're thinking, I'm thinking maybe a Friday segment. And we'll start it next week. We won't do it tomorrow. Uh, next week and just maybe preview the, the weekend of college basketball. Uh, see what else glad, is going glad on. Glad to make it happen. Uh, I, I think we – did we lose – Justin, did we lose TJ? No, I'm here. Lost you, apparently. Oh, okay. It was me. It was me. All right, good, good. But that'll be fun. So two things to look forward to regarding guest and Kentucky roll call. Speaking of Barstool, did you see the Caleb Presley video? No, I haven't watched it yet, and I'm very excited because they got the they got the shark guy to meet Jim McElwain, and I'm sure that is – like I just can't wait to see that visual. So um, that's eight minutes that I'm going to have to set aside today to watch. It's um, – it is hilarious. And I think back to when Kyle Tucker like tried to give him a chance to kind of joke about it and he got super serious and handled it completely and totally wrong. Yeah. Just never works out well for you. You got to play into jokes, folks. I'm, I'm glad that Tom has helped him yes. get a sense of humor about it because, yes. that, because that was like probably three or four months afterwards and he was still being triggered by it. And in hell, him saying that he got death threats over it was part of the reason why he got fired there because AD was like, "You're show me the death threats. You're, you did not get death threats over the shark picture. You're lying. And he was. And that was that, that, that kind of sandwiched a, a wedge in between him and uh i think it was i think it was strickland at the time i don't really remember who was the ad it might have been foley yeah, but either not, way that, that that led to his downfall in addition to losing but that 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 played a role in it because he couldn't take a joke very simply could have just been like well no that's not me i've never humped a dead shark before but i can see why people think that's me but if uh if this guy comes forward i'll he can go to a gators game on my dime just to prove to everybody it's it's not me you know you could have like done an incentive to get this guy to come out of the woodworks asap and where people would would have actually known it's not you and still had some fun with it but Yes, that video is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, check it out. All right. So here's here's my question for you, Roush, yep. regarding Calipari. Okay, and Shaden Sharp. And Sharp. He said that if you want to see Sharp, he's going to go through warm-ups. You just need to get to Rupp Arena 90 minutes early. Some, <laughs> folks, some folks are taking this as like a – you guys are going to want to see this guy warm up. Like, you know, he's not, we're going to have to take time getting him into games, but you're going to want to see him warm up. Other people are taking it as a guys, he's not getting into games. So if you want to see him play, you're just going to have to watch the warm ups and that's all you're going to get. Some are taking it as like a watch this guy warm up versus if you want to see him, you're just going to have to watch him warm up, I guess. You get what I'm saying? You get the two uh, I, different ways that it could be interpreted. I, I understand that. And it's probably actually the correct answer is probably both. Uh, I mean, because I saw the video, the slow-mo of him casually doing a between the legs dunk and warm-ups, and it was awesome. But that's probably all we're going to see for at, at least the next two weeks or so. So, yeah, I'm not too uh, – Well, that's not fun. You got to you, you gotta, you gotta make a take here. Ofa. That's my take. <laughs> I'm taking it as this dude is electric. You're going to want to watch him go through warm-ups because he is an amazing player. And if Kentucky's smart, I'd, I would I would sell it that way. Well, I I would definitely. I'd be like, you're he's electric. One, why not get more buzz around this dude? 
Two, if it were, if you know if we get to see him this year, that's cool. But I don't think anybody's going to be expecting him to lead Kentucky to a national championship. So any momentum and any hype you build up, the payoff's not going to really be until next year. And then if you start the hype train now, people are going to be so excited. They're going to be talking all off season about Sharp. I would I would I would start riling people up. And people may say, well, that may not be fair to the kid. What if he doesn't meet expectations? We we hype up everybody when it's all said and done anyway. So who cares? Just get it going. Mm-hmm. Get it going. My first reaction was like, you are going to want to see this guy go through warm-ups. His dunks and his this and his that, it's too good. He is a big dude, though. Like, he, he he's, for a, for a guard, a lot of size, a lot of length. I still continue to hear good things. I don't know if it's going to be this year or not, but he's going to be a really, really good player. Really good player. Let's get back to this Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, TJ, it sure sounds like these whiners out there are paying lots of real estate. True or false? True. Totally true. They they are. Um, Best just maybe to ignore them, but it's tough to when it's just all you hear is the walls and the cries. Sounds like my daughter. Mike Edwards, you mean Vito Tisdale? One and the same, if you ask me. Justin, is Roush just not here anymore? Yeah, I figured he'd have something to say about that. I don't think he knows that he's not here. So maybe tell tell Roush that I he's not. Know. Yeah, maybe but, he'll but, log off, know, log back in. He said at the beginning of the show that he did everything like normal. So I'm just confused. Did everything like normal, fix something to make it more normal. There, he, he, he's got to reconnect. He'll get it figured out. Um, good good Mike Edwards, Vito Tisdale text, but definitely don't tweet him that or otherwise he will get very offended by that. Roush, while it's Derby Day and you're frolicking in the field, healthcare professionals are being worn to a frazzle and overworked because some people think it's their right to play fast and easy and then crowd into hospitals expecting instant attention from the ever-shrinking health force. So to this texter's point, Roush, don't ever do anything fun. You're not allowed to. We're a medical state, and you got to trust the science. I, text- I, I, don't, I don't understand what that text is trying to say. They're just – I don't know if they're being sincere or not, but they're saying don't go have fun because you may have you may get sick. But Roush is vaccinated. The CDD, CDC came out and said the vaccines will not stop you from getting Omicron. Doesn't make any sense. Well, it does. Um, it's a virus. We can't control a virus. The fact that people still think that we can is crazy. But influenza, we've had viruses for our entire lives. This is sadly just another one. Luckily, Omicron doesn't seem too severe. Texter says... At this point, Cal's doing the haven't seen him thing to annoy the people who get annoyed by it. Oh, yeah, he does that stuff all the time. And I don't doubt that sometimes he'll play big lineups just to to do it. Just And I, I don't think he's doing it totally to stick it to fans. But I, I think sometimes he'll play the big lineups just to, to kind of make a point. I do think he's trying to get something out of his guys and trying to figure some things out. But, yes, he, he is – Cal is as stubborn as most college basketball coaches are or college coaches in general or really any coach. Coaches are generally stubborn. Cal, not a total exception to that. A texter says, Zoff Razor, not a rolling UK, huge position of need, just got more bare. Haven't heard reasons yet, but can only assume eligibility issues, much similar to Taj Harris. Since when did Kentucky eligibility become Ivy League? 
Well, conflicting reports, whether or not it's academics or not academics, but at the end of the day, we talked about that in hour one. Losing a body in the secondary is a big deal. I think Kentucky, if they play it right, I agree with Roush. I think they could probably get somebody more talented than Zoff Frazier. But let's be patient. Let's see who it is. And hopefully hopefully they get it figured out. Because you are right, Texer. Those are two huge positions of need. Huge. A Texer says, what happens when Cal plays sharp? Kentucky looks immensely better than they do now, and they already look really good. I don't know. You know, I, we'll we'll have to see. I, I, I don't – we have no idea, really. We have no idea how they'd play him. Would you play him in a slasher role, a, 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 a pick-and-pop guy? Um, I'm more excited just to see what he can kind of do defensively because that is a – he is very – he's a long – he's got a long wingspan. He's very, very quick laterally. I think he could be one of Kentucky's better defenders potentially. How, how tall is he? I think he's like 6'6". Six, six. So who's the odd man out if he does come in? Is it is it Lance Ware or is it a uh, yeah? No, I, I mean, who, who would it be? Ware's more of a five. So right, I, yeah, I know I, that. But I, don't I mean, he, somebody's got to not play as much. Well, it could. It's probably you know Davion Mintz is one that kind of jumps out. Toppin potentially another one, but Toppin's a little bit bigger, so maybe his size uses his advantage. We the truth is, and Roush alluded to this, we just don't really know. Because we haven't seen the guy. But you would think maybe a Mince would be the first one to come to mind. But Mince has been playing really well lately. The, the the reason I just love it is you'd have options. All right, if somebody's not playing well that game, then you sit them and let's see who can go in there and make an impact. Um, it's part of the reason why that 2015 team was so good. You just If, if it wasn't somebody's night, it was going to be somebody else's. You just kind of had to figure out who it was going to be. Kentucky could be in a position like that. And it is kind of crazy that we will go from or will will – have maybe i don't know depth at the guard position a little bit of an issue we've talked about that after the vandy game we've talked about it after the georgia game and then you could get wheeler back and add sharp to the equation where it's like depth shouldn't be a concern period period you should feel good about any five of those guys going in there and doing some good things hopefully we'll see wait we got to see sharp playing roush we 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 back on the internet no, we're on a hot spot because Spectrum is the bane of my existence. You sound great, though. The hot spot's doing its thing. I know. I just... The the worst part is, is I've even looked into switching from Spectrum, but I don't have AT&T fiber in my mm. area. I can only get regular AT&T, and regular AT&T is the worst. It sucks. It's like, you might be able to... like it, it told us, here's the speed you can get, and it's like, well, what is that good for? You can maybe play a game on it, it's like, oh, so you can do nothing with it. Um, so, yeah, it either works and is great with Spectrum or it just doesn't work. And I've been at this house since October, and I've called them like five times. It just drives me insane. Hmm. Hang <sighs> in there, buddy. Yeah. Hang in there. You missed some great text. The texter says, in regards to Kodak Black conversation yesterday, and TJ saying something about hockey that must have gotten them in the mood. Well, you know what they say, when you see the puck, you want to – well, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's i did see a, i did see a couple other uh camera angles on that i bet you did yeah, I, i'm convinced i'm convinced now that that was a, what was going on 
I mean, it was 100% what was going on, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you've come around. You research, you know, (laughs) that's what, that's why we, that's why you get paid the big bucks busting. That's right. (laughs) Did you like any of these videos? I didn't (laughs) know. You know, what was funny is I was going to, I was going to go like the original one just because you told me to, but I was like, no, that's, I don't want that. I think it would be funny if just, you know, maybe once every four months you did just, just start like, like random ones. Well, you like, you know, you, you need to start liking like everything. And then like one out of every like 1200 likes, you, you throw in something for the KRC list. <laughs> <laughs> just like hidden Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, Bustin' Kalen's at it again. <laughs> oh man. The text on the Thorns text line says, There have been three seasons when Cal didn't primarily play a three-guard lineup. Season 1, 2012, 38-2 National Championship. Season 2, 2015, 38-1 Final Four. Season 3, 2018, Knox was the three after Quade's minutes were slashed. Not a guard, but an adequate score outside shooter. He even stuck with the three-guard lineup last year, probably to our detriment as Askew struggled. He always, he wants to play that way, always has, but if he can't, he's a coach that's willing to adapt to his team's strength. Can't say that for a lot of coaches. Yeah, and I called him stubborn, but he generally will just try to get the best players out there that he feels is best. And a lot of times that has been three guards, as the texter brings up facts and rationale and reason. And I would totally consider Knox a guard for what it was worth, but you're right. He was just, you know, he was a three. But that West Virginia game did a lot of nice guard things in that game and helping Kentucky come back and win in in Morgantown. That was a fun one. But good text. Yeah, and I, and I think some of uh, sometimes the three guard lineup, we sometimes we will uh, conflate having three bigs in the game versus just two bigs that kind of clog things up, which is what did happen. I think a little bit more often at times, uh, but he, he's right though. Like a lot of those big teams were successful. Now they were also successful, you know, ten years ago, which is God. That is. That's so sad. Ten years since that 2012 team. Been a long time. Been a long time. Been a long time. Has Keels for Duke played like he did against Kentucky in any other game this season? I don't think so. Let me uh, let me look up just his stats real quick. I know a lot of people were making fun of him for the way he played in, at, down the stretch in that loss the other night to Miami. They drew up a play for him. Uh, so he had 19 points against Elon, the fighting Elons. Um but no, he's not had a twenty-point game since. Yeah, but he's he's consistent. He's a good player. Uh, but he, yeah, he he went off against Kentucky, unfortunately. Averaging um, twelve points a game, forty percent from the field, and thirty percent from the three-point line. Duke without Coach K last night. You got a little taste of the Shire era with the Blue Devils. K was out with non-COVID reasons, which. I like that if like if it's COVID, we can tell everybody, hey, this guy's got COVID, everybody. But if it's not COVID, it's none of your freaking beeswax. Non-COVID related illness is a hilarious new term that we've got. It is. I mean, just the dumb times that we're living in. I like Justin. He's definitely better at his job of a producer than Trevor, mainly due to not showing up thing. But more time that goes and the more we learn about him, the stranger he seems to get. Well, he added to that strangeness today by talking about all the strange that he's tamed. Especially especially as a young young guy working the Walmart shelves. Man, no wonder Justin doesn't... He's kind of scared of dating, you know? I mean, he's... Breaking up marriages. I mean, just I'll, I'll be the first. 
I'll be the first to tell you, Texter, that I am. This is only the we're only scratching the surface of how strange I am. <laughs> I am a I am a unique individual. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh man, that's great. A texture on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. I was hoping the UK UVL game would get rescheduled and beat them like the little brother into submission. In hindsight, a quad 27 beatdown won't help us. Cards are trash, and I love it. I wonder how the UVL media will spin this loss. It's not as bad as you think. Go Cats. Well, to UVL media's credit, they are they have abandoned ship. Yeah, uh, it would be funny, though, be like uh, to do the whole walk strength of schedule thing, though, playing on them. Like, well, you know – I, you'd almost rather play Ohio again than play Louisville, uh, which I think, like, if if we did the math, I don't know how that quad junk works. That's the one thing that I just refuse to learn. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need to know this. I'll figure it out later. Just tell me which. I don't know the 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 differences between one or another, but I would think that Ohio and Louisville are probably on the same page right about now. Buddy of mine just made a point, Justin. That's not the only home you've wrecked. You told us Wait. a more recent story. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that one? The, the a, a contractual yeah. home wreck. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't consider that my fault. I, I, I don't consider that my fault. That was their decision. They made their bed. They laid in it. That was not yeah, well, me. The thing was, that was not me. You, you laid in it too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Man. That one I'm not taking the fall for. I do wonder if it bugs Trevor that Justin just has gotten significantly more booty in his life. <laughs> that's why that's why it made me so mad when that whole thing got brought up. Like, who can go make it happen first? It's not even going to be close. I love it. Uh, you're, I, mean, I mean, until Trevor proves us wrong, I got to agree with you, Scoots. Mm. I, right, Rush? I mean, we love Trevor. But I think... Scoots has the track record, though. His rendezvous right. are... Yeah, his rendezvous just don't really add up to to, to scoots. All right. <laughs> Texter. Oh, yeah, the UK U of L game's not getting rescheduled, by the way. I mean, there's just no chance. No chance. We knew it when it started, but I don't think a 10 and 6 Louisville team's going to be hungry to try to get a nice 20 point beaten. Uh, Texter asks Do we get to cry foul on UK now for nepotism? Already had Brad, now Mike for football. Everything those Kates point at us for always boomerang back to them. This was one into the Rutherford show. I just wanted to send it over because it's so dumb. The difference between UK's nepotism is UK's athletic programs are good, and there's not 16 Petrino descendants running around the the the, the UK football hallways. Having one coach who is a former Power Five head coach and power like decades long Power Five defensive coordinator versus your goober son that and- just played at trinity you and, know, when like, did, and when did kentucky fans care that uofl had a ton of petrinos on the staff it was the demise of the uofl football program as we knew it enjoyed it needed God, more of them there had to be some like little kids somewhere grandkids would, somewhere along the lines i would actually like to thank bobby petrino because if not for that nepotism i probably wouldn't have gotten to sports gambling like that that was <laughs> the money i made betting against louisville in 2018 got me into sports gambling so uh Oh, and overs. Overs were nice for them, too, because their defense, they could just pick the numbers. Duke's going uh, to college, thanks to Bobby Petrino. <laughs> TJ and Roush, do you guys like having tons of followers on Twitter? Or is it annoying getting tons of replies of your tweets? Why not? Why'd you leave me out? I I, I don't care. I don't no. care. I, I only uh, – no, the, the only times that – 
will uh, I don't want to say bug me, but like some of the times when people are like DM sliding, wanting to have conversations about like stuff that we talk about elsewhere. And it's like, I know you want to reach out personally, but like I like we talk about this all the time. And like that answers the question. Close those DMs, baby. Uh, yeah, sometimes if anybody has something important cool. to say, they'll just tweet you and be like, hey, I got a DM I need to send you. Yeah, but what if like Mark Stoops wanted to be like, great job today, Nick, and I had my DMs closed and he couldn't DM me? Wow. Mark Stoops doesn't have Roush's number. I thought you were I thought you were inside Mr. Inside. Oh, man. You've got Stoops' number. Do I? I'm not buying you don't. I'm not buying it. A texter says, <laughs> Scoots, if the mood hits you right, would you pull a Kodak Black? Zero percent. Not a chance. Uh, Maybe you maybe if I was 19 the, again. Your shenanigans are working lot. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we don't have time, but like, yeah. I feel like Kevin Malone. <laughs> Where's the craziest place you've made whoopee? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time Tyree sealed the deal with a new football coach that everyone could be excited about? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Tyree was what complaining I, about the refs yesterday. Now that he's not AD, he's just letting it all fly. Love it. Give him hell, Tyree. Yeah, seriously, living the life. I mean, if he wants to go to games and get drunk and tweet, and I don't, you know, I don't know if he was drunk when he was tweeting or not, but um, go have fun. Yeah, good for him. I agree with you. Texture. Oh, it's Shannon O'Bannon. Shannon O'Bannon. Hey guys, is the uh, Colin show still down? Poor uh, Shannon O'Bannon's had such an issue with this. Um, I don't know. It's just that part of where she's living. I, I have no idea. It doesn't. I don't know if that's how phone Let's numbers work. No, oh, but you know, if you're in different parts of the country, they give you a different call-in number. Um, so, like, if I'm in Lexington and I want to call in, I'll I'll do I'll dial in a different one. So, I'm wondering if she gets one that's down. Because well, we need she, to figure out a way for Shannon to to listen. I I guess the tune in and the Alexas don't work for her. She's the only way is the call-in number. I've sent everyone that I've ever worked for me to her, same. and I guess you know I'm sure. And yeah, I, I know you've done the same, but. Well, Justin, let's try to talk with Trevor or Dugan and try to figure out if there's anything we can do for Shannon O'Bannon. Deal. She's too I important to the show. Thing we could do for her is to uproot a Salsaritas and put it in her front yard because Salsaritas is awesome. Um, I personally love Salsaritas, and I love that if you download the app and use it this month, they're going to give you more Salsaritas bucks than normal. Um, just ask TJ. TJ like never pays for Salsaritas when he goes because he has so many Salsaritas bucks. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, a life it's, of luxury. It's the Always Sunny Dave and Buster's episode, or Dave and Dusters, depending on who you ask. I, I seem to be rolling in so much Salsaritas that like I've figured out how to game the system and never pay for Salsaritas. But, and, and they're doing it again, where they're giving away, if you just go and order basically anything and you download the app, you're going to get 50 points. 100 points, just for reference, gives you $10. So they're basically giving you halfway to a free $10. So it pretty much works out to like a buy one, get one entree sort of deal. Download the app. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. It's never been easier to order Salsaritas. You can do it from the touch of your finger. It'll be ready for you when you pick it up, or they can deliver it to you as well. So uh, I'm going to tell you about their catering options tomorrow. But, yes, we do love Salsaritas. And we love hearing from John on the Thornton's text line, and he's texting in right now. John here. Good morning, fellows. He says, fellows, not fellas. Mm. I love it. Wow, there is some trouble in Louisville. I really hope they get it together because if we did get to play them this season, I don't want them to have any excuses. By the way, guys, I don't think you guys are whiners. I think you guys have opinions and some people don't like or agree with 
so it comes across as whining. But I know one thing that can get you guys really going. Let's talk Jake Paul and how good he is at boxing. Oh, oh you got us, John. <laughs> John got us. He did get us. I'm just kidding. You guys are great. I enjoy the show. And you know what, Justin? You've become a really cool dude on the show. I enjoyed listening to you as well. We got to go talk to you later. A lot of people could learn from John just being nice. Does John agree with everything that we say? I doubt it. Do we kind of poop on his Jake Paul boxing text from time to time? We sure do. But he comes back. He's nice. Mm -hmm. He's pleasant. We've met him in person. He's a great guy. And uh, big John fan. Thank you, John, for the text and all the texts. Thanks, every John. Day. Another regular. Yeah. TC from Lexington here, boys. Scoots, you're the best producer in KRC history, but I got to be honest. That story would have been a lot better if it didn't have a weak lead up to it. All the expectations, so don't hype <laughs> it up. At least that's what I tell the ladies. <laughs> It is all Sorry about expectations. I liked it. I enjoyed it. TJ, any comment on the cow mask video? I'm happy we're out of time. I'm happy we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Also happy that I didn't get uh didn't get COVID. I, I wasn't my internet crapped out right when I was getting COVID shamed for wanting to go to Derby. So. Oh yeah, you did get COVID shamed for wanting to to go to the Derby. Is Cal gonna wear a mask on the sidelines? Just one thing, one thing, and I promise I'll stop. But the idea of like, hey, fans, you all need to keep our players safe. Cal, you are just as likely to give your dudes COVID that we are. Doesn't matter that you're triple shotted. Doesn't matter if you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. You are and and he won't wear a mask on the sidelines, and he shouldn't because they don't do anything. But please quit. And I can't believe he hit us with a two weeks to stop the spread like it's March 2020. I thought we were <laughs> over the two weeks to stop the spread stuff, but. Yeah, we're living. We're stuck with it. This ain't we are. Happen. We're stuck with it. Um, all Trevor and, and, and anybody's entitled to wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. I'm not do that if that's what makes you feel comfortable. You should. Um, mm -hmm. Roush knows I just hate mandates. All Trevor needs is to drive down Seventh Street and a hundred bucks, and he will find the love of his life. If that's the case, he'll win. I go for classy broads. <laughs> do you? Yeah, broads. Twenty-one-year-old yeah. married women that just throw it all away the first time they see Scoots pulling up on a scooter. Come on. Oh, what? Anything else? Did we miss oh, anything? Man. Poker's back tonight, boys. Very excited. Oh no! So we're gonna get a drowsy roush tomorrow. Oh, you got a fired up rash today and a drowsy rash tomorrow. <laughs> you're, you're gonna get a drowsy Justin too because Indiana plays at nine o'clock. Roush, I've thought about it more. Take the Hoosiers plus four and a half. They cover. Wow. They cover. Wow. Three Scoots, you go you going to poker night? No, I have to work, unfortunately. Oh hey, Roush, have you been invited to hang out with Justin at work yet? I haven't. No. I've told I, you I all several times come in and drink. Get out of yeah, here with that. We're not get supposed to guess when you get in there, and now it's dry January and February, so maybe oh, in March, no. buddy. All right. Well, Ooh, I'll still be we, there. That's what we need to do for our hangout. We just Meet need up. to go to the yeah. bar while Justin's working. <laughs> oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's just pick a game in, in February and do that. Uh, you know, I, I and Justin, you'll have a few beers while working, right? Yeah. Uh, Undercover, yeah. Sure. Six or seven, it won't hurt you, okay? Come on. All right, everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Cats versus Tennessee in a huge game at Rupp Arena on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Ooh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin King.